Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Oh, we've got therapist Lisa Dunning sticking around for another day. And also Michelle Ron, a speaker, former teacher, and uh, Miss Senior USA 2004. Miss Senior America. America. Yes, but there is. But but the reason I correct you is because this year there is both. And so this year I am directing the Miss Senior USA. So it's a brand new one. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Are you really? Coming up in May. That's a neat job. It's a brand new one. So I'm very excited about it. You should run for it again. No, no. no, Thank you. God has a sense of humor to let me do this one. And it was great. the fact she won the first year she ever even did a pageant (laughs) is pretty mind-blowing. Well, it was a God thing. I all. Truly, all him, not all me at all. Oh, God, thank yeah. love so, it. So, anyway, thank you. All right. We have a couple of good news stories I want to share with both of you. And kids back in school, everybody mm. doing well. Isn't yes. one of your kids uh, getting up oh, there? Please and, uh, don't say that. I'll cry on the air. <gasps> yes, I have a senior. Oh, oh wow. my goodness. So does Robbie Yope. She'll be in later this week. She she's cries. been crying oh, yes. every time we mention, mention Noah's oh, name. Good. I'm yes. glad it's oh, not. Oh, she just is no. like. Oh, that's right. You did post a picture of him standing by himself on his first oh, see, last day of school. Yes. Um, oh, yes. Are you really a mess over it? I- I'm doing okay, but I was saying before, I cry. Just here in graduation, yeah. I cry even when and my kids are not And you hardly even uh, cry. You're a therapist. I you have know. to be tough. You hardly ever cry. I, I don't cry for others, but my own. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Totally. Oh, I'm going to be a oh, basket case. Really? Oh, yes. It's he just went year. to Boston for a week. Um, he went, he had this opportunity to go to um, this school. He plays guitar, so I let him go to Boston for a week. Whoa, so that was by a himself. Big deal. Is that, that a first? Huge. Yes. Wow. So um, and he survived it. So and he made great choices. So that's like wonderful. Okay. That's oh. what we care. He's that's, ready. That is Michelle's <laughs> mantra. Yes. Make a good choice made today. A good choice. And good. he did. He made a lot of good choices. So I'm good. proud of him. But it, he's ready. I'm not. My, my kids, it's their last year. They're all in elementary school together. Oh, so because your elementary school ends earlier. Like ours goes to sixth grade. Yours oh, is yeah, fifth. ours just goes to fifth. Okay. And then they'll go into middle school. Wow. Yeah, and then wow. um, they won't be together in middle school, but they will be together in high school because okay. it's four years, and they're in four, you know, they're four, four, four years separating all them all together. All of your three will be in high school together? Yes, okay. a freshman and then a junior and a senior at the oh, same time. Okay. So I'll have one year all together. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. nice. I know. It's exciting, it huh? It is. Scary, but exciting. <laughs> all right. We have a couple of good news stories I want to share with you. Uh, this first one, Hometown Heroes. It's um, pretty tough because these are kids and oftentimes kids who have lost a parent uh, to, you know, a disaster or to violence, um, maybe a police officer's kid. Uh, it's hard to find someone who, or, or military, you know, mm-hmm. person's kid. Not a lot. You don't have a lot of friends in school that have suffered the same situation. I mean, even just the loss of a parent, mm-hmm. um, you know, but these kids um, have been brought together through this uh hometown heroes camp to help kids cope with losing parents and there's something about 
one kid even says it so well, you know, when someone says, I, I know how you feel. He said, these kids actually do know, do know. how I feel. Right. So uh, take a listen to part one. This is our favorite good news reporter, uh, Steve mm. Hartman from CBS. Outside Milwaukee, Wisconsin, there's a kid's camp that has all the makings of a typical summer camp, except the kids who come here share one exceptional bond. Throughout the whole camp, you always have supporters. It was easy to make friends because we were all so similar. Since 9-11, 5,000 kids have lost a parent because of war. And a few years ago, Camp Hometown Hero started as a way to bring those kids from across the country together. This is James House. His dad, John, a Navy medic, died in a helicopter crash in Iraq. That was in 2005, when James was just a month old. Can you explain to me, how can you miss somebody so much that you never met, really? I miss him because he's my dad. I might not have met him in person, but he's always with me. Over the years, James wanted to mourn, but says he couldn't really, partly because his friends at home, while well-intentioned, weren't saying the right things. At school, when Father's Day passes, that's a big deal. And everyone's making little Father's Day cards, and I get a little sad. And they say, I know how you feel. But it's not the same. It's not the same. And here, I get to cry, and they can say, I know how you feel. And I know they know how I feel. And that's a great feeling. Hmm. It's a great feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why I feel groups are really important. It's mm. just it normalizes that you're not alone and and people going through the same experience, even though you might relate to it differently, you still there's a connection mm -hmm. in that. And I think, you know, that safety in numbers and people really, really, really understanding what you're going through. Um, I just feel it normalizes your feelings and makes it OK. Absolutely. That's why I'm a huge supporter of MOPs, Mothers of Preschoolers, yes. and you put together a moms around a table mm -hmm. and every single one of them is going through something that the next one will Definitely or has too. already yes correct and what a support that is Definitely. You know, um, it just I have to mention in Denver, you know, there's Judy's house. Mm -hmm. And uh, it uh, helped a friend of mine who lost her husband. Um, and that camaraderie of having, I mean, she's a young, she was in her late 30s, a, a young uh, widow and with two, three kids under seven and under. Wow. And uh, so she said that camaraderie and how much they helped her and also to help the kids because that's so hard. To, the oldest one was really the only one that will probably remember his mm -hmm. dad and really tussled with it. And it's such a neat house. And the picture I'm looking at here, they have it um, blue and orange for the Broncos mm -hmm. because he was a Bronco. Um, and uh, the history of it is beautiful because he had lost his mother, and I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'll, I'll get it here. Uh, uh, I know. Elam, was it? E no. Uh, former uh, Brian Greasy. Greasy. There he we was go. seven when his mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, and she died five years later. So uh, from seven until 12, you know, he dealt with her cancer and then lost her then. Oh, that's tough. Because a lot of your childhood, you're waiting for your mom to die or afraid your mom's going to die or hoping your mom won't die. Right. You know, and that's the cloud over those five years for him. So with that said, let's listen to part two. And again, these kids um, understanding each other and uh, coping with losing a parent. At the end, you'll see how no one quite knew how to deal with uh, their pain during the ceremony they did, but they knew how to help each other. For many of the kids, this is their first chance to just let it out. To help in that effort, they do a balloon release where campers write messages to their loved ones. Dylan Simon lost his dad in 05. Dylan was a camper here for four years, but this year he's back as a counselor. 
My first balloon release was one of the hardest because I actually physically let go of everything that I was holding on to over the years. A lot of kids say the balloon release is the best part of camp. And at first, we could not understand why. There's nothing you could say to a kid to make them feel better when someone is gone forever. But then something magical happened. The kids started reaching out to one another. Not a word was said because not a word was needed, proving that sometimes all it takes to let go is the right person to hold on to. Awesome. I know, look at Michelle. We all have tears in our eyes. Because they're hugging each other. They're That's there for each awesome. other. And they're just kids. But how cool that that kid grew up and came back as a counselor. Right. Because it meant so much to him to be there. And that happens a lot. You know, you see that when someone is struggling, going through life for whatever reason, and then they, they have that healing moment and whatever helped them. And then again, they want to give back to the community and or get, give back to their community. Um, whatever that means for them. So I think that's really important is to show that when you've done healing, to come back to the place where you healed, you know, so you can continue that with others. And that's pretty huge too, you know, because again, that gives people hope as well that, you know what, he's been there and he's okay. And there's happiness after death. Right. You know, we could laugh again, and that doesn't, you know, because things go along there. If I'm too happy, is there, you know, am I disrespecting? Guilt. Right. Guilt. Yeah. So it's knowing that I'm okay to live my life and be happy because so-and-so did it, too, and it doesn't mean I love my loved ones any less. And I'm going to piggyback on this because part of that story was you, people don't know what to say. Yeah. And in my age, where I'm at right now, that's happening a lot, where people are going, they're having their homecoming and going home to live with Jesus. And so what do you say to the loved one, every loved friend? You don't have to say anything. You give them a hug, you squeeze them tight and say, I love you. And then you, you send a little note often. And the note can say, just thinking of you today and praying for strength and, and know that you're loved. And so you really don't have to, which is exactly what that kid was saying. You yeah. don't have to say anything. We all knew how to how to help each other. And it's the touch. I think it's that touch. Yeah. Too. Well, the presence, you know, the presence. just, just mm -hmm. that you're there. For, exactly. For them. And, and the comment that you hear, well, just call me, be sure and call me when you need something. I'm not going to call you. Right. You need to make contact with me if I'm hurting. Yeah. I if, mean, you're, that's, if you're hurting, you're not going to keep picking up the phone. Not. You might start isolating rather than exactly. picking up the phone to call everyone that said, call me if you need anything. Mm -hmm. And that's a good point because, you know, I have a friend who, um, her husband got injured and so you see on the Facebook page, you know, oh, call me if you need anything. Call me. I'm there for you. I told her I'm bringing you dinner exactly. on Thursday. She reached out and said, oh, my gosh, that is so sweet. You know, the other post, she said, I don't need anything. I'm fine. You know, right. because of course. it really is hard for people. Be specific. To... It is well, awful. that's why I love these um, websites like, um, well, Meal Train is one just to help out, you know, maybe someone who's sick by bringing meals. But there are other websites now that are very specific. One of my friends has cancer. And uh, it, it, you can ask on there for like, I need my dog walked every Thursday. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to go to the movies and I'm not working right now and I can't afford tickets. I mean, or someone can set it up for you if you right. feel uncomfortable. 
comfortable and can say, you know, Angie needs uh, meals on Friday because that's when she has her treatments or something mm-hmm. to that right. effect. And so they get very specific about what the person needs. And then right. you just choose what you right. want to do right. and you sign up for it. That's and great. it's really, really cool because mm-hmm. then you personally don't have to call and ask for anything. It's on this website and you just click on the square you want and say, I'll bring meals on this day. And oh, I know, oh, she likes brownies or, you know, there's a list mm-hmm. of things they like. You can make it very specific. Mm-hmm. See, and that's great. So maybe a friend could even set that up for sure. another friend sure. instead of saying, you know, yes, I'm here I if need. you need me, yes. you know, or call me when right. you need me. It's like, okay, I'm going to set this up for you. And set it up together then, you know, get very specific. I love that. If you're just joining us, uh, Michelle Ron uh, is with us today and also therapist Lisa Dunning. And I've got another good news story. This, the cops get such a bad rap lately, and there have been some really tough stories involving the police. And uh, this one has to do with um, an autistic boy and his bike. Now, you know, Lisa, with autism, there's a a real heavy reliance in many cases on routine. Yes. And keeping things the same, you know, I get up, I have Cheerios, and at 8 o'clock I watch this, and at 9 o'clock I put on my shoes, and then I go to school, and I go to this class, and it's very much routine. If the routine is broken, um, there can be a meltdown. Correct. Um, So this young guy, he really gets his steam off, and he's really, I don't want to say obsessed, very heavily reliant on his bike for his peace. Uh, riding his bike really gives him a sense of peace. So uh, this involves police who really did something kind for this little guy. Sometimes it's the simple things in life that bring the biggest smiles. He loves his bike. He's got autism. And the bike helps him relieve a lot of his um, issues. But early Saturday morning, John's bike was stolen off the front porch. And it totally devastated and turned him up, his world upside down. Hopewell police responded and quickly understood this was more than just a larceny. Very upset, very upset. This was an item that he was attached to. The investigation yielded few clues, but tugged a few heartstrings. We as a department, we got together, uh, pulled some funds together and, and purchased a bike. More than a dozen Hopewell police officers chipped in to make this happen. On behalf of Hopewell Police Department, we'd like to present you with a new bike. Minutes later, 12-year-old John Clark is in the parking lot riding his heart out and back at it again Thursday morning. It was a big stress relief because I really didn't have the money to go get him a new one. For the officers who pitched in to buy the bike, the look on his face when he was riding the bike around the parking lot was, was all we needed. Their simple act of kindness, making one boy's life much better. Just thank you guys. You've made my son's uh, life happy. Hmm. It's phenomenal. That. Yep. We need to hear more of that. Let's put that out on the media. Thank yes. you very much. Oh, my goodness. And there are a lot of stories like yes, that, right? That we don't hear. And unfortunately, yeah. even if we hear them, we gloss over them. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to sit with that to say, you know what? There are great officers out there that take the time to help others. And you maybe, know? you know, maybe do something. You know, our church is doing something where, you know, one day we all do something in the neighborhood. And there were, one of the ideas was to uh, go to police and fire departments and say thank you. And I say right now, particularly police, like they need some support. Mm-hmm. And maybe bring some cookies or bring some sandwiches, some Subway, um, some coffees, whatever it may be. Um, because there uh, there, there have been several stories 
about cops being denied service. There was one at a gas station. That employee was fired. Taco Bell, that employee was fired. Then Walmart, and I don't have the update on this, but a Walmart employee refused service to an officer, and Walmart did not apologize. They said it was a personnel issue, and they were going to deal with it. Now, I don't know if something came out after that initial story, but I found that very upsetting. And uh, my friend with Blue Lives Matter, uh, the national spokesperson, Lieutenant Randy Sutton, he said he'll never shop in a Walmart again because Mm. he was so appalled they didn't outright say, we fired the employee or suspended them, right. you know, for doing that. Well, he then uh, said, Angie, there's an even worse case than any of those that you'd mentioned. He said in Layton, Utah, um, a, an officer went into a Subway restaurant and uh, he left and started to feel like um, a little weird. Um, oh, no. And so uh, leaves the Subway oh. um, and is drinking, um, you know, his drink. And whatever the employee did to the meal was caught on surveillance footage. And the employee, who's 18, is seen filling the drink portion of the order at the drive-up fountain area. And for some unknown reason, he walks away from the fountain machine out of camera view. He then returns to the drink where he's seen spending what seems to be an unusual amount of time getting it ready to deliver to the sergeant. The sergeant took several sips of the lemonade, and he later reported that it tasted funny. The Mm -hmm. sergeant began feeling the effects of being drugged. While approaching an intersection that had a red light, he had difficulty getting his foot to move to the brake pedal. He drove to the police department where he he was observed to have signs of impairment. Mm. He was unable to process information and drift it off and was unable to focus on questions being asked of him. The sergeant was then transported to the hospital. Uh, After being hospitalized, the sergeant was later discharged and is recovering at home. Now he's fine. Um, And then the employee, um, Mr. Yukina, admitted that he had filled the drink, uh, denied tampering with it, uh, but there was an indication when they... uh, tested uh, the drink that it had methamphetamine and THC, which is um, an ingredient, I believe, in marijuana. So uh, meth, really? Meth and THC? And so now he's facing time. He poisoned a cop with meth and and THC. Mm. Well, he's even lucky that that cop didn't kill someone, Mm -hmm. you know, by not being able to stop his car or whatnot. Wow. For someone who doesn't use drugs to have meth. Really? Right. You're going to drug a cop? Like, I don't understand why people are taking it upon themselves to express their dissatisfaction with police in general by targeting an innocent officer, right. um, you know, w- whether it be denying service or, mm-hmm. you know, obviously this kid was, uh, you know, fired because he uh, he ended up being, you know, put in the huskow. I also and, think it's pretty crazy that, uh, that a lot of these people that are against the police, as soon as they're in trouble, right. the first people they say. call oh, are the right. police. Always. I mean, there were some protesters against the cops and they're like burning a flag and then uh, some bike came up and confronted them and they had to call the police uh, even though they were protest- prote- protesting Protesting against right. the police. I yeah. Know. Can you imagine what our society would, would be, be without, like, well, without them? No, and I they know. need to think about that because you know? that certainly could be a possibility if it keeps going. I have a, like, a, can yeah. we do have time for like, Yeah, we've got two minutes. That, in my local town, um, a little girl and her mom, she was three years old, she delivered, I think, pizza or something to the to the officers at our uh, town. Oh, pizza's a good idea because you right. can divide it all up. Well, this was the funny thing is none of the officers were there because they were all on calls. Well, the, li- the little girl got upset that she didn't get to see the officers. It got wind to the officers, and five of them or six of them went to her house to thank her. Oh, oh. fun. Oh. I would have freaked out if I saw yeah, those officers at my house, my right? House. All the neighbors but, are right, like, what right, is going what, on? Going on therapist in this house. Lisa. <laughs> Good to know. Therapist Good Lisa to know. in trouble again. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. Oh, shh. Don't, don't let the story out. <laughs> yeah, generally but, when there's cops in the neighborhood, right? it's but not how good for nice. you. I mean, they got when and a bunch of them came over with their cars and they all thanked her. So good. we 
we have great officers. Yes, you do. You know, yep. and we just have to start appreciating that. There's and a few just bad even apples saying out thank there. you, and there always will be. Yes. There's all in every in profession, every, right? Every profession. But th- and as we go by them, and I've it's easier to do now because at first right. when I went by a policeman or I went by a military person and I said, "Hey, thank you," it was a little hard for me to do just because it was. Awkward. Oh, I'll drive on the now, wrong side of the road yeah, to drive now, over. They think I'm nuts. Yes, <laughs> like I'll drive over and they're like, "Yes, ma'am, you're on the wrong yeah. side of the road." I'm like I just had to tell you, thank you for what you do. I know things are rough off yes. there lately. Exactly. Yeah. And then I almost start crying when I talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I feel emotion for their situation. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, therapist Lisa Dunning, your website, ma'am. It's lifesupportinstitute.com. And also Michelle Ron. MichelleAron.com. Thank Excellent. you. We'll be right. Make a good choice a good today. Choice. <laughs> we'll be right back. The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, it's Angie Austin. I'm here with my friend Francis Owens with ARC. And Francis, you and I have been friends a long time, and you and I both wanted to do something with our lives, with our careers that made a difference. I love ARC. I've gotten to know so many of the differently abled ambassadors through you. And it's shopping with a purpose. So when we shop there, the money actually goes to help the disabled community locally. And you need donations. We need donations all the time, and we are very, very happy to come pick them up. You can easily call 303-238. Jane, which is 303-238-5263. We would love to come pick up anything. All of our sales go to help people with disabilities around the state. We raise funds for advocacy. Love it. And you can also, of course, drop things off, but they'll come and pick things up for free. And again, all the money stays locally to help the disabled community. And I love to shop there because I find great deals. You can find out more info as well at arcthrift.org. Thank you. Perfect. Yay. Let Five Star Talent and Entertainment be your guide to what's going on in the front range. Music on the Patio at the Briarwood Inn will feature Kaya Kenna on the 24th and Derek Evilsizer on the 31st. Bass will rock out at the Streets at South Glen during the Dancing in the Streets concert series on the 24th. And see Face again at Westminster Concert in the Park on the 26th. Wash Park will hit the stage at Concerts in the Square at the Orchard Town Center on the 27th. The Lakewood Cultural Center continues their run of Together the Musical with performances nightly from the 20th to the 28th. Join us for Rugby at Infinity Park on the 25th through the 28th. Join us for the annual Rocky Mountain MS Center Gala on September 10th. Tickets are still available. On September 8th, Terry Fisher goes over the edge for the Cancer League of Colorado for the third time. Go to 5starx.com or to the 5 Star Facebook page to learn how you can help her reach her goal. Your generous donations, support, and cheers are appreciated. For more details on these events, check out 5starx.com, the number 5starx.com. Or call Terry Fisher at 303 303- 635-1210. When going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arve at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. 
He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, He will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give Him a call at 303-457-8080, 303-457-8080 or SpineGeek.com. Maximize Living, Adjustments for Life. Welcome back to the good news. So excited to have my radio friend on the air. Arlene Pelicane is an author. She is a mom, a well-known speaker. You may have seen her on, oh, The Hour of Power, The 700 Club. Um, She's also been on several Christian shows in addition to radio. Um, I've heard you on Focus on the Family, and you've been on Focus on the Family several times, haven't you, Arlene? It has been a dream come true because I love Focus on the Family. I grew up listening to them, thinking, what do I do as a parent? And so for me to be on is amazing. So I think I've been on four times so far. That's wonderful. And I know you've flown out to Colorado where I'm based to do that. You're based out of San Diego and speak a lot. And uh, we've talked a lot about your book, The Happy Husband, and 31 Days to Becoming a Happy Mom. Are there other books that uh, you'd like to share with us as well? We've got Growing Up Social. That one's co-authored with Gary Chapman of the Five Love Languages, and that's about raising relational kids in a screen-driven world. And we also have 31 Days to Becoming a Happy Wife. If you just feel like, I'm not really loving this wife thing very much, it's just to help you kind of have that right perspective. And then also 31 Days to a Younger You. That was my first book, and I interviewed ladies 40 to 100 to find out, oh. like, how did how did you do that? So, Wait, we talk every week. How did I know not know about that uh, one? That's, that's my first one. That one came wow. out in 2010. So, yeah. Exciting. All right. Well, I want to get some of your background. I know you've got three kids like I do, and we've got kids that are sixth grade on down for you, my yep. fourth grade on down. So our kids are close in age. We're both married Christian moms, very involved in, you know, radio speaking, you're into the writing. How did this all get started? When did your passion for Christ start? Yeah, I started, I think, as a junior higher, you know, in elementary school. I was brought up going to Catholic church, and uh, my my mom was Catholic. My my uh, dad was Protestant, but he didn't. He's very sweet, so he didn't want to cause any problems. So if my mom wanted to go to mass, he'd go to mass. And my mom went to a Bible study that she thought was for kids because she thought like, oh, that'd be cool for my little girl to learn the Bible. But it turned out that it was a Bible study for adults. And then the kids were the ones who played. And while she was there, she watched these women who she loved God for sure, but she just didn't know you could read the Bible on your own. You could go to God on your own. You didn't have to always go to talk to your priest to get to God. She just did not understand that for herself. So when she saw these women talking to God and reading her Bible, that really awakened something, I think, in her very devout heart. And then later, a few years later, uh, there was a big church with lots of people in the parking lot. And my dad said, let's see what's going on there, you know. And so we visited a bit, you know, in those days, it would have been a mega church. This is in the 80s, you know, 3000 people. And uh, my parents loved it. And I guess as a kid, I, I don't remember this, but my parents will tell me, you said, can we please go back there? I love it there. And of course, as parents, yeah. they're always like, we want our kids to be happy. So yes. I came to know Christ at that church and grew very much in love with Christ in junior high and high school. And I remember going at you know summer camp and crying at the altar and saying, God, I want to love you all of my life. And I really wanted to dedicate myself to God and in my 
mind, I thought, well, that must mean I'm going to become a missionary because people who love God become missionaries. <laughs> so I studied and kind of did intercultural studies. I tried linguistics. I was awful at it. And uh, in college, I, I was at a missions conference and someone said something very helpful to me. They said, Arlene, when you go to the mission field, you do something that you love. You don't like become a doctor on the mission field if you wouldn't become a doctor in the United States, you know, and you don't become this teacher of English overseas if you wouldn't teach here. So find something you really like and then take it overseas. And so for me, that was, wow, I like speaking and I like writing. But when you're in college, what in the world do you speak <laughs> and write about? I just knew yeah. that those were things that I enjoyed. So it led me to, I worked for college admissions at Biola University with international students. I did that for four years. And then I went to get my master's in journalism, dreaming of being, you know, the next Kathy Lee Gifford. I thought, I'm going to host a morning show. That would be fun. Let's dream big, you know. And well, I you interned. had the personality <laughs> for it. <laughs> I interned at, at the local ABC station and realized, boy, I don't like this daily news thing at all. And I really enjoyed those feature stories and talking to people and et cetera. So that led me to work at the 700 Club. And I had a, a wonderful dream type of job where I got to interview people. My first interview was with a double amputee. And we went up a rock climbing wall. And she said, when I do that, I know I can do anything. And so that's the kind of thing I really loved. Wow. But, you know, six, six months into my dream job of being this, you know, reporter, producer person, um, I got married and we moved. So <laughs> we moved away from that job. And, and I kind of lost that job. But it was not a big deal because I found a husband and it was great. So that led us to Dallas, Texas. And to make a long story short, uh, I we moved closer to my family in San Diego. I looked for a job at Turning point with David Jeremiah because I figured that is the kind of TV radio ministry I could really get behind. Yeah. The time that I called, they didn't have any job openings. And so I started teaching communication courses at a, at a local college. And then I was asked to interview Dr. David Jeremiah, who of course is the head of Turning Point, for an article about his bout with cancer. And during that interview for this local newspaper, he said to me, now you've worked at the 700 Club, haven't you? And I said, yes. He said, well, we are expanding and we're looking for TV people. And there we were just a year later. And he's like, you need to talk to my people. And I started working at Turning Point. So that was really a dream job. And for those of you who listen to Turning Point and David Jeremiah, just know you are in good hands because you're really? learn the word of God and they are the real deal. So I had an awesome time there. And I would have, I'd still be there today if it wasn't for becoming a mom. When I became a mom, um, my husband and I had talked about that we'd like for me to come home. And so I was home with my firstborn and I was freelance writing still for Turning Point. But I still had that dream that had been there all the time to write and to speak. And so my husband and I go to a yearly conference. It's called Mastermind Summit. And there's people like Zig Ziglar and Neil Armstrong and Jim Rohn. That Didn't they just spoken. have that in California a little while ago? They have it every August at the convention okay, center. Okay, because uh, my uh, friend Jim Stovall, who joins us on the show a lot, he's a blind oh. author and speaker. Yeah. Yeah, he he goes every year, and I'm that's like, so, amazing. I'm so jealous. How do you even get an it's invitation? It's fantastic. Yeah, it's from Buffini and Company, and, and he is a, a coach of realtors. And my husband has been um, coaching with him, and now oh. is a realtor with them. So so it's it's like a business type of convention, but of yeah. course, you know they kind of get first dibs of who's able to come. But then after right. that, friends and family can come. So they always have amazing cool. conferences. So every year you're making goals. So one goal, you know, with this new baby, this is two. 
2004, I write this goal like, I'm going to come here next year with a manuscript, you know, (laughs) and I did. And it really, if it wasn't for that practice of going somewhere where you're challenged, where you're seen like, what can you do? Yeah, they push you, et cetera. So it was a combination of coming with a manuscript and then um, I listened to Jack Canfield. He's the chicken soup for the soul author. And one thing he said really helped me. He said, you know, you can always ask. And the worst thing they can say is no. People are just joining us. Arlene Pellicane, she has several books out now. She joins me weekly on my morning show, Daybreak USA, and she's one of my favorite guests. So Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, tells you, hey, if you don't ask someone that, you know, you admire for help or advice, uh, they can't say yes or no. You have to at least ask. So you got up the guts to approach this author. That's right. So my heart's beating. I feel kind of sweaty. And I talk to her and I say, this is what I like to do. And to my total delight, she says, I mentor young writers like you, and I would love to take you under my wing. And why don't we have breakfast? And wow. from that relationship, that grew into a publishing a contract with Harvest House Publishers, my first book, 31 Days to a Younger You. And I'm ever always grateful for Pam Farrell. So as you see people who can go before you, who can help you, and then it's this beautiful thing where she also feels this like, okay, good. I pour into women and look, there's fruit. So it's such a neat relationship for both people, for both the mentor and for the person being mentored. And of course, I'm the one on the bottom end. So I'm so ever so grateful. So, so that's great. So I was able to start writing books. And I think, you know, when you get there and you think this is what I want to do, but then it can be extremely intimidating. (laughs) Like now what do I do? Mm -hmm. And I remember I was a young, I still had a young baby. I was writing this book and I thought, what in the world have I got? myself into. I was up late one night and I couldn't go to sleep. And I thought, well, you know, this is, I guess it's funny. I thought, let me take one of my theology books from my old Bible class and just start reading through the Old Testament, you know, things and try to get restful, you know, in the sleep. Well, I opened the pages and it's this big, huge, thick book, but it says the editor was Rod Morris. And that was the editor assigned to me, to my book. And I thought to myself, my goodness, of all the books for me to pick out tonight and for all the editors to be there, it was his name. And it was God's way of showing me, I'm go before you. And even though these things seem impossible to you or difficult or challenging to you, keep going. You know, it's going to be okay. You know, I just heard a sermon this Sunday about not being mediocre. And none of us make this goal and dream of like, I want to live and let me be a mediocre broadcaster. Let me be a mediocre mom. I'd love that. But as we look around, we see a lot of mediocre marriages, a lot of mediocre relationships with their kids, et cetera. And so that's my heart is to help people not have that mediocre. And my pastor talked about how mediocre, the most literal meaning of it is halfway up the mountain and talking about how it's okay to be halfway up the mountain as long as you keep going. But when you're halfway up the mountain and you stop and you're like, that's good enough. That's mediocre. Like you never got there. You just settled Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And so that's my heart for parents and for marriages to say, well, don't just stop there at the halfway mark. Like keep prodding along and keep doing it because there's a great view at the top. Like keep going, keep learning, keep growing. I love these ladies. You know, I have this one book, 31 Days to a Happy Husband. 
And when I'm speaking and it's at the back of the room, you'll hear funny comments, right? Like sometimes the ladies will say, well, I've been married 15 years. And if he ain't happy by now, he's never going to be happy. You know, that's, that's mediocre. They settled right there halfway, but I'll have another woman come and she'll say, oh, I've been married for 48 years and there's always something new to learn. Let me buy your book, sweetie, you know, and that's someone who's going to keep going up the mountain. And so I really want to encourage people, don't stop halfway, just keep going. And, you know, it, you're, let's be honest, we get tired. You know, I've got three kids that get up yeah. at, you know, 3, 3.30 in the morning, and my husband has a startup, so I do the sports, and I wow. do the homework, and I do the dentist, and uh, it's exhausting. Right now, I'm yeah. doing three jobs. I do two radio shows, and I've yeah. got some TV work I've been doing, and so I speak. So right. I'll be honest with you, you get tired, and so you yes. don't know how to go up further than halfway. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be the kind of thing where you reevaluate and you say, how, how long can I sustain this? And then with our spare time, what can I do that really rejuvenates me? And then with your situation and many women and men listening, they're so, have so many hours that have to go into the work. So then how do you make those hours at home count Count. more? And that's where the growing up social comes into place. So I put the screens down. Like if you've got two precious hours with your children don't use it with you checking on social media and your kids playing video games, you know, because everyone's quiet. Just right. make sure you're doing something proactive so that you're actually connecting and having fun together. And Arlene Pellicane, again, uh, 31 days to becoming a happy mom, 31 days to a younger you, uh, to be a happy husband, to becoming a happy wife, and then, as you mentioned, growing up social. So you become this author. You wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. You went for it. You talked to Jack Canfield. Then you talked to an author that you really admired. Then what? You know, it's been, it, it builds and it's wonderful. It's the compound effect as Darren Hardy writes about from uh, success magazine, but it's this idea that you just do the same behaviors over time and in time they build on each other. So, you know, it's that weekly blog post, it's a monthly podcast, it's speaking twice a year and then three times a year and then now up to 30 times a year. So it's just, it just is this building and God's been so kind to like every year there's kind of so this something new, you know, and, but it, it doesn't overwhelm. It's not like I went from zero to a hundred over one year. So mm-hmm. that's been really great. So the idea is I've pretty much been writing a book a year since I started. And then my speaking has been picking up and then the radio and TV is always really fun. We, we had the opportunity to go on the today show with 31 days to becoming a happy wife. And that was really fun. My publicist called me late on a Wednesday night and said, Arlene, you won't believe this. <laughs> the today show would like you to come, but only if your husband comes and verifies that you really are a happy wife. <laughs> and they want to see they want to see video of James and it was just like video of my husband and so he had this YouTube video of a how to of him making kettle corn mm-hmm. and so we that's what we showed him and that did it so James's kettle corn got us on the today show you know so Hilarious. that that was a thrill to be able to to be on national TV like that and tell people you know what marriage can be really fun and and that was fun. And Kathy Lee Gifford even asked us now you believe that God really helps you in your marriage don't you? I mean she just asked us. And we said, yes, we do. We believe that God, when you put God at the center of your marriage, you know, he does help you and he gives you peace where you normally would. I can't remember exactly what I said, but you know, the things he does for you that you can't do on your own. And that was a neat opportunity to share that on national TV as well. Wow. That is so cool. All right. So what's next? You're a mom, you're busy. I mean, it does get more complicated as we get Mm -hmm. more successful when we're trying to raise kids. And I'm like you. I mean, my kid time is priority time. I look them eye to eye and I don't mess around with that 
that time. I really try to take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, I'm in a really sweet spot with my marriage, which is wonderful. We're 17 years married and we just recently on our anniversary, which was in January, we watched these videos of ourselves when we were dating. I kind of knew that I wanted to marry him. So, and I figured this is going really well. So I started taking videos of us talking to the video camera, like making commentary about what we've done that evening or whatever. And we were so schmoopy. Like we're just like glued to each other. And we had these looks of love for each other. It was so funny. We were like in hysterics. Like we looked like that, you know, but what it has done is it's put this sweetness back in. Like we're those same people. Like that's still us. You know, we've matured, but those people, they are us. So it's, it's brought this sweetness to like, I have to be intimate with my husband to, I get to do that. That's fun. You know, and obviously as busy moms and women and blah, blah, we can, we can turn that corner and be like, Oh no, another thing to my to-do list. But let that sweetness return to your marriage. So that's been really sweet. And then I've got my son's going to be going into junior high. So it's that whole navigating the middle school years coming up. Yeah. He goes to public school. Uh, and then uh, I'm thinking I'm kind of percolating on other other book ideas and then speaking opportunities as they come. And we're going on a marriage cruise, actually, in May. What? So you are invited. Your listeners are invited May 15th through the 22nd. And you go to cruise to a happy marriage.com cruise to a happy marriage.com. And that's going to be fun. That's gonna be our first marriage cruise, our first cruise ever. And James and I will be speaking along with other speakers. And it's really to help people love each other in this beautiful setting on the Royal Caribbean, leaving from Galveston, Texas, and going to uh, Grand Cayman, Cozumel and Jamaica. So join well, us. That is exciting. I know. A marriage cruise, cruise to a happy marriage.com. Yeah, you leave bitter and come back. Yeah. Tan and happy. Tan and happy with your spouse. I with love a recommitment that. to one another. It starts yes. at $7.90 um, per person for the state, the interior stateroom. So it's not a terrible deal for for one yeah. for one week. Yeah. I love that. All right. So I'd love to have you come back on the good news more regularly because I love the idea of you know, raising kids who are well-adjusted, having happy marriages, appreciating our spouses, and, you know, getting along with each other, really cherishing this family time that we're blessed to have right now, rather than looking um, at a lot of these things we have to do as a burden or a chore. Yes, that's right. Yeah. If we can reclaim that gratitude, it's it makes a big difference. Arlene Pellicane here on Focus on the Family. She's been on the Today Show, um, numerous shows, and you can find her now at ArlenePellicane.com. That's where I've been looking at all your books. Thank you, Angie. It's been so fun to talk to you today. Fun to, uh, too. And I, by the way, you haven't sent me 31 Days to a Younger You. I love the no surgery, no diets, no kidding. Hello. Yeah, we'll send that on. It'll be on its way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Arlene. You're okay. the best. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can change 
shine. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe, and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, She uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday, you offer for all of us. We can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to get to know you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better, the key to depression, the key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise. But not a lot of it, just 6 to 12 minutes a day. And so whether I'm working with Olympic athletes or professional athletes or mommies and daddies, people in their 50s, 60s, even 70s, on these workouts on Saturday at 8.30, man, we have a great time. And it literally is a 12-minute workout. It's all it is. And it's easy stuff to do. You work at your own pace and you get amazing results. Yes, yeah, so come to North Glen. Saturdays, it's free. How do they reach you, Dr. Joe? Call my cell phone, 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011. The summer fun continues in the majestic mountains at YMC of the Rockies in Estes Park and Snow Mountain Ranch. Some time away is just what you need to relax and rejuvenate. Both locations offer so many activities it's difficult to list them all. From guided hikes and archery to campfires and climbing wall, there's something for everyone at YMCA of the Rockies. This summer is still on your mind, but it's never too early to start planning your family reunion for next year. For more information and to plan your visit, go to ymcarockies.org. Let Five Star Talent and Entertainment be your guide to what's going on in the front range. Music on the Patio at the Briarwood Inn will feature Kaya Kenna on the 24th and Derek Evilsizer on the 31st. Bass will rock out at the Streets at South Glen during the Dancing in the Streets concert series on the 24th. And see Face again at Westminster Concert in the Park on the 26th. Wash Park will hit the stage at Concerts in the Square at the Orchard Town Center on the 27th. The Lakewood Cultural Center continues their run of Together the Musical with performances nightly from the 20th to the 28th. Join us for Rugby at Infinity Park on the 25th through the 28th. Join us for the annual Rocky Mountain MS Center Gala on September 10th. Tickets are still available. On September 8th, Terry Fisher goes over the edge for the Cancer League of Colorado for the third time. Go to 5starx.com or to the 5 Star Facebook page to learn how you can help her reach her goal. Your generous donations, support, and cheers are appreciated. For more details on these events, check out 5starx.com, the number 5starx.com, or call Terry Fisher at 303 303- Six three five twelve ten. Welcome back to Good News. Dr. Joe Arve with us. Uh, he is in Rio. He has been at the Olympics with some of the athletes working with them. Hello, Dr. Joe. Hey, hey, how's it going? It is going well. So tell us why you're there and what your experience has been like. You know, I've been a, I've been an Olympic, what you want to call it, a freak. <laughs> Since I was a kid, I mean, I remember Mark Spitz winning gold medals. I remember, you know, uh, back then Bruce Jenner winning gold medals. And I've always just had, I mean, I cry at, at the commercials for the, for the Olympics. And so, and you know, and as I'm down here in Rio, my wife and I, and just having fun with the doctors and helping athletes win, it's just the spirit that uh, that God has put greatness in all of us. And 
sports is an easy way to show off those talents. But I'm convinced that whether you're a mom or a dad or a child or an individual, you know, God is still has greatness in you. So it just brings me back to when I, we get back to Denver, just simply to remind people, look, there is an Olympic gold medal in each of you, whether it's being the best carpenter, the best mom, the best waitress, the best radio show host. And our job as, as, as a maximum living doctor is to remove whatever obstacles there are in your thinking, in your health, so that you can achieve those those dreams. And that's really what it's all about, whether it's in Rio, whether it's in Denver, whether it's in, in Northland, Arvada, Bloomfield, Aurora, it doesn't matter that there's Olympic champions waiting to be released. And I just can't wait to get back and help that happen in our city. Oh, you have such a passion for getting people healthy. So what's like the most delicious thing that you ate down there? Uh, well, I've had, um, I've had lamb. I've had this, this plate called uh, fish water. I call it fish water, where it's like black beans and, and meat, and uh, they, you have it with uh, kale uh, grilled in garlic, Ooh. and you have saffron, ri- saffron uh, rice. Wow. And you mix it all together, and it's, deli- it's just delicious. Oh, that sounds um, like a Dr. Joe you know, special. Oh, it, it's fun. It's, it's fun. We've had, we've had, it's been amazing, you know, because down in Brazil, they speak Portuguese, which is nowhere near to English, not even near, near to Spanish. So it's been interesting trying to just figure out what's going on. But <laughs> the word avocado sounds like the word, so you say avocado, it kind of sounds like the word for thank you. So I've just been saying avocado, avocado, avocado oh, people. Oh, that's hilarious. That is so, now what, yeah. what about your favorite events that you were able to watch? You know, we were able to watch, uh, you know, wrestling. That was cool to watch that. We were able to watch uh, just the track and field events. And, you know, the, you know, it's like going to a Bronco game. Sometimes the best seat is right in front of your TV. So we would go to one of the local restaurants. Oh, cool. That they're, they're outside, and they're covered in tents. So, like, we watched the USA basketball team beat Argentina, and we were in this restaurant that's outside, covered, like, a, like a tent covering. And 80% of the crowd was all from Argentina, and there was a handful of us from, from, from the USA. And so it, that was fun to watch. I even videotaped some of that, what happened. And then watching just when Brazil won the gold medal in soccer and just seeing the whole city just go oh, crazy and wow. cheer and erupt and sing songs. Yeah, it's just amazing to see how the culture here, you know, they may not have much, but they have, they have pride. And they, have, they have love for their people. And it's just been fun to watch, knowing that God made each of us uh, this way, and so I'm really excited to get back. And this Saturday, we're having an event called Sleep More, Way Less. But literally, how to be healthy, how to live the life of your dreams. Because you know, when we adjust these athletes, they go out and win gold medals. And so, when we take care of our athletes and our, our patients at home, they're they're going to be able to go out and do great things too. So I'm really excited about it. It's this Saturday, 9:30 at our office, and uh, everyone wants to come. Just call me 303. 303- Three four nine sixty eleven. I'll I'll get the call. I'll get the text. And you know, I mean, even in Rio, or go to our Facebook, our SpineGate Facebook page, and check it out there. And message me, and we'll get you signed up. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, Doctor Joel, get you free tickets. And I learn every time I go to one of his events. Yeah. I have to ask you, since you watch wrestling, did you see the Mongolian Mongolian wrestling coaches um, yes. stripped down to their undies? Uh, no, it's funny. It's funny that you've seen that already. Um, I wasn't there for that. But I saw the pictures <laughs> and I saw the video. We had friends that were there. Yeah, I mean, that's just how passionate and crazy you went to You never know what you're going to see. <laughs> All right, Dr. Joe, how do they reach you for the Saturday event again? Uh, you know, call me or text me at 303-349-6011 or just Facebook me and uh, message me on Facebook. It's Spine Geek on Facebook. Spine Geek, S-P-I-N-E-G-E-E-K. 
Excellent. Uh, Dr. Joe in Rio, he'll be headed home. The Olympics are over, but he will have an Olympic event this weekend. Thanks, Dr. Joe. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.